Hey loves, my name is Afani and this is the Afani Be Gentle podcast. Today's episode is going to be a controversial one because we're going to be talking about proposals. When should you propose? Is she the right one? Is it okay for a woman to propose to a man? Should you ask her family's blessing before proposing? Is marriage even right for you? How much should you spend on a ring? How soon should you propose? What are the major topics you both should discuss prior to getting engaged? All of these questions are valid ones. These are questions every person should ask themselves when they meet someone they see them spending the rest of their lives with. These are also extremely important questions to find answers to before popping the big question. So let's tackle these questions together. Before you figure out if she is the one, you must ask yourself, is marriage right for me? Determining if marriage is right for you isn't really something I can help you with. Marriage isn't for everyone. Some people aren't meant to be married. Some people aren't meant to be tied down. Some people don't value the commitment of marriage or even believe that the commitment is too big of one. Either way, you must decide if marriage is right for you. Can you see yourself spending the rest of your life with one person? The next step is determining who you would want to date and what criteria you'd be looking for in a spouse because you typically date someone before you propose. Unless your family is into the arranged marriage thing, then that's a completely different story. Can you see yourself marrying this person? Can you see yourself only having sex with this one person for the rest of your life? Unless you're on some Will and Jada shit, then that's a completely different story. But if you're not, This is a really important question to answer because if you don't see yourself having sex or making love to this one person for the rest of your life, then you're definitely not ready to get married. Do you believe this person will balance you out? Do you believe this person will make a good forever person? In this day and age, dating is a hot ass mess, especially in California. People only date someone who they can use for a come up. There are times you may find someone who loves you for you, but they may also come with unbelievable baggage. I'm talking baby mama, baby daddy drama, multiple kids or multiple baby daddies or baby mamas. They're financially fucked or jobless, meaning they can't manage money or they literally do not have a job and don't plan on getting one because they want to pursue things such as acting or rapping or they have batshit crazy exes, you know, the whole nine yards, then you may have to deal with the crazy family or the family being wild or the family not liking you because they think that you think you're too good to associate with them. Or they believe you're not good enough for their person. It's just a whole bunch of shit. And the list goes on and on. Then you have to deal with the whole sex scene in L.A., which is pretty much a cesspool of STDs because he fucked on her and she fucked on him and she found out that he had herpes and now she's got it. But she won't tell anyone because she's embarrassed. So she leaves him to go fuck on his best friend to get back at him. And then he done found out that she gave him something. And then his best friend finds out that she done fucked on his ex bitch who he's still in love with. And now they're at war and the list goes on and on. Now, of course, people probably think that's a bit of an over-exaggeration, but not for real. That's really dating in LA. So when you find that diamond in the rough, you snatch him up and you never let him go. Because if you do find that diamond in the rough, 
you are one of the lucky ones. So now that you've found someone that you can lock down and you know is solid, you start to think about your future with this person and the next steps would naturally be to move in together. And when you finally make that big move and you realize that you guys both work well together, you don't irritate one another or argue, or when you do argue, you guys both are quick to resolve the issue and move forward without disrespecting or belittling one another because it's important to learn how to respectfully argue or disagree with your spouse. That can really make or break a marriage. Then you begin to think, I want to marry this person. We vibe well together. Our families love one another. We're thriving together. We have the same goals, same dreams, and aspirations in life. It's just meant to be. This is the natural progression of things, especially in this day and age. You've found your person who loves you for you, and you love them for them. You accept one another's faults and flaws, communicate your thoughts, feelings, and emotions that be good, bad, and indifferent. And you're constantly working towards your end goal, whether that be marriage and a beautiful, thriving, happy family, or marriage and building a successful empire, or both. So you start to plan your proposal to the woman of your dreams. I mean, you go all out. A sunset proposal in Greece with candles and rose petals and a videographer as well as a photographer to capture the moment forever so that one day you can show your grandkids how beautiful your relationship has been throughout the years. But you're unaware that she's doing the same thing. And the day before you propose, she takes you to dinner on this really romantic midnight yacht ride where the moonlight hits your dinner table just right and there are candles lit but you don't think anything of it because she's always been the romantic type every time you have a date night she goes all out because that's just how she shows you she loves you you sit down you're eating your dinner and she begins to talk she says something along the lines of i really love you i appreciate everything you have done for us You made me believe in love again. I met you at one of the lowest points in my life, and you loved me until I loved myself again. You've brought so much peace and joy into my life, and I know that no matter what, I will always be able to count on you to love me unconditionally. And you're like, oh, thank you, baby. I love you too. While you're devouring your food, and she gets up and gets on one knee and says, will you be my forever person? Will you marry me? And immediately you're like, what the fuck? Do you tell her no? Or do you just say yes because you don't want her to feel embarrassed? You don't want her to feel unwanted, especially because you know in just a few short hours, you'd be proposing to her. There are guys who will just say no because they believe only a man should propose. They look at proposal as a man's responsibility. However, there are women who believe if their man is taking too long to propose, they will take the initiative and propose because that's what they want. Take Jim Jones and Chrissy Lumpkin. She proposed to him in front of their loved ones because she was ready for the next step. She caught so much hell for that though because people said if he wanted to marry her, he would have proposed to her a long time ago. They said it's embarrassing for a woman to propose to a man because it's almost as if you're forcing him to marry you. 
I see both sides. If you're a woman and you believe you and your man are both in the place where marriage is the next step, by all means propose because who said that gender roles should apply to wedding proposals? However, I'm not proposing to anybody. <laughs> like, that's just not for me, though. It might be for you, but it's not for me. If you love me and you want to marry me, propose and we can move forward. If not, let me go and I'll be on my way and you have a good life, sir. But that's just me. Everyone is different. Some women don't care about their man proposing, so they take matters into their own hands. And some men just don't care if their woman proposes to them. This is something you see happening more times than none. Women are proposing to men more often than people think. It's not as taboo as it once was. Now, prior to the proposal, traditionally, people believe the man should ask the woman's father for her hand in marriage. If her father isn't involved, of course, then you would ask her mother and her grandfather. Do I believe it's a necessary step? Yes and no. I say yes because you get a good gauge on how supportive her family will be in your marriage. But I also say no because sometimes you fall in love with someone whose family just does not want to see them win. Or they're just condescending and they will try their best to ruin your unity. Because they're just miserable. You have to understand who that person is and how their family is and the family dynamic as well as the importance of that step to your partner. The burning question most, if not all people who are about to propose wants to know the answer to is how much should you spend on a ring? Now, I did a little bit of research and it says the average answer is about two months salary. So if you make about $2,500 a month, then they say you should spend at least $5,000 on a wedding ring. I know that sounds a bit insane because if you only make $2,500 a month, how could you afford an engagement ring or a bride or a wedding? But you have to remember, just like people make time for who and what they want, they'll do the same when it comes to an engagement ring. I won't say my ring has to be $5,000 because my man only makes $2,500 a month because I think that's a bit crazy. But again, two months salary is around the average about how much you should be spending on an engagement ring. Also, if the man of your dreams were to propose to you with a tiny diamond ring, would you say yes? Research shows about 29% of women will turn down a proposal if it's done poorly, which also includes having a small diamond ring. There have been women who have gotten engaged because they love the man, but refuse to wear the ring around their family and friends because they completely hated their ring or were embarrassed by the size of the rock. So does size really matter? In a ring, for most women, yes, it does. It matters not so much because they want a giant rock on their hand, but because if they have friends who are engaged or married, they tend to compare themselves and their rings to their friends, which can cause an even bigger issue. There was one article where a bride-to-be clowned her fiancé because the ring he got her. 
because he couldn't afford a bigger ring, people in the comments were saying, well, he shouldn't have proposed until he can afford a better ring. But in all actuality, if your woman knows your financial situation and clowns you for the ring that you proposed to her with, she's not the one. When my sweetheart and I got married, we had rings we could afford at the time and then we later upgraded when we could afford better ones. We also had a new baby and we eloped, so neither of us really cared too much about having big flashy rings because we weren't getting married for anyone else but ourselves. If you're more interested in the ring that he's getting you than the commitment that it symbolizes, then of course the ring matters. Just remember, couples upgrade their rings all the time, so don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> but before you even get wrapped up in all the things like the size of the ring or how much you should be spending on a ring, there's a few things that you guys should discuss that are extremely important. One of those things are children. We will talk about this in a different episode, but here are some of the basic questions you guys should ask one another. Do you want children? Does she want children? How many children do you guys want? When would you like to start a family? Do you believe in disciplining your children? And if so, what kind of discipline do you believe in? All of these questions are extremely important to answer before determining if you want to propose or accept a proposal for someone because this can make or break a marriage. For example, Jeannie Mai was married to her ex-husband, Freddie, for years. I'm talking, I think it was a couple decades or if not a decade at least. They both talked about children and not really wanting to have any. I mean, honestly speaking, Freddie kind of compromised because he wanted children, but Jeannie said she didn't want children. So his compromise was to say, okay, we won't have children. However, towards the end of their marriage, Freddie allegedly met a woman and started a family with her while Jeannie, who had been adamant about not wanting children, filed for divorce. Now, I'm sure there were other aspects as to why they ended their marriage, but something like having children or not wanting to have children can really make or break a marriage. Now, years later, Jeannie has remarried to Jeezy, young Jeezy if you know, and they're expecting their first child together. Jeannie found love, which ultimately changed her outlook on becoming a mother and is now experiencing motherhood in her early 40s which is crazy because early 40s, people were like, I want to live my life in my early 40s. But she is starting to become a new woman in her early 40s. So having an open and honest conversation about children is necessary prior to taking the next step in any relationship. Another thing is finances. Now, this too will be a separate episode, but this is also a huge topic that you both should discuss prior to getting engaged. Are there gender roles when it comes to finances? Will you guys split the bills in the middle? Or will you be responsible for A, B, and C while she is responsible for X, Y, and Z? What jobs or careers will you guys pursue? If one of you are employed and the other one isn't, will you guys be able to hold down each other while the other one gets their shit together? Questions like this are necessary because while the wants or the lack of want of children can break a marriage fast, finances can cause a marriage to crumble just as fast. Gender roles as well as religious beliefs can make or break a marriage as well. Some people believe that 
there shouldn't be gender roles in a marriage, while others believe that women are meant to do A, B, and C, while men are meant to do X, Y, and Z. This also factors in religious beliefs because that can play a part in someone's possible perception of gender roles. That also helps you understand one another and decide how your household should be ran. For example, within the Christian belief, the household is said to be ran God first, then the husband, and then the wife, and then the children, and in that order. Now, that doesn't always apply. Some people, they mix it up and they put God first always, and then the husband and wife are on the same playing field, and then the children come after. But it just depends. Just being able to touch on these topics prior to fully committing to marrying someone can cause you to truly get to know someone and can stop you from a lot of heartache and pain if things do not work out. Being able to learn how to communicate with one another about any and everything under the sun will only better your relationship and can even help the longevity of your marriage. I believe these talking points can be pivotal in any relationship. They are a part of the must knows prior to proposal. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, my name is Ifani and this is the Ifani Be Gentle podcast. Besitos.